A Court of Fairies and Fiction, Agathath Girls Podcast, hosts Mel and Liv, Episode 5, Sense and Secrets. Okay, hi. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We are going on a tangent about the characters' sense and trying to figure them out because they're very confusing. <laughs> and random people have the same sense as random people and not even in their family. And it just makes no sense to us whatsoever, except for Lauren having that citrus scent like Reese and Moore. Um, I don't know if, if I don't think it mentioned Cormac's scent either. It didn't mention Cormac's scent. <clears throat> okay. But Mel and I keep going back and forth, right? Because like I've I've personally looked at that for like a very long time, and I can't I can't make sense of it because you have Sandra, Bryce, and Tamlin all smell like lilac, and like I just don't understand that. <laughs> unless there's unless the humans smell like lilac, but that really wouldn't make sense because Tamlin's not human at all, right? Tamlin was never human. No, he's, he's not human at all. Mm mm. So Tamlin's scent is lilac, cedar, and something earthy. And then when Pharaoh was human, she also said that he smelled like fresh rain or something like that. Um, and then Hunt's scent is rain and cedar. Which is which is, is, which so is weird. weird. <laughs> and then Bryce is lilac and nutmeg. Pharaoh is lilac and pear. Reese is citrus and sea. So why would Reese and Farah have two completely different scents? And why wouldn't it have like merged or even just like one yeah. of them? Like be like lilac and citrus or something. You know? Yeah. Wouldn't Farah be like citrus and pear? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like yeah. something. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's so weird to me. <laughs> and then Asriel. Yeah. I was just also, he's also. Night chilled mist, which could be rain, and cedar. Who who else smells like cedar? It's Tamlin. Tamlin and Hunt. And Hunt. And then as Tamlin Hunt and As smell like cedar. I do yeah. not understand. I, I don't know. It's completely random, but like I feel like nothing with her is random. No. I would actually be very annoyed if she made the sense random. Although I feel like from book to book she forgets a lot. <laughs> sometimes so i don't know i mean maybe like maybe everyone just smells random but it's like why would you even include the smells in the books yeah. Do you know unless yeah, it's, just it's, for it's weird so one thing i did find interesting which i don't really think it's gonna account for anything but um i haven't read tog yet but i know you kind of started yeah. Um, but someone said that Aelin's scent is jasmine, lemon, and crackling embers. She's like a fire, whatever. And then Rowan is pine and snow. And then Cassian is snow chilled wind and crackling embers. So, like, hmm. And crackling embers is like an oddly specific, like, like Aelin. oddly specific. And you know who else smells like crackling embers who actually isn't on this list? The oh. Autumn King. Does he really? Yeah, I like just read it the other day. 
isn't he nutmeg nutmeg and crackling nutmeg and crackling embers and bryce is lilac and nutmeg and ember quinlan is honeysuckle and nutmeg see it doesn't make wait she's honeysuckle and nutmeg Mm mm-hmm and bryce is lilac and nutmeg Mm mm-hmm and einar's nutmeg and crackling embers or like uh fire burned ash or like something like that same same thing and i'm just like hmm what an interesting it's very weird like i don't see a connection with any of it but i honestly feel like there has to be because like why don't we know well i guess we do know lauren's scent but why don't we know rune's scent why don't we know yeah it's weird and then we have more who is citrus and cinnamon right Uh and then uh allied from tog is cinnamon and elderberry like they're the only two that had cinnamon and then we have dorian who is sea and winter morning which what what and reese well, is citrus and sea um it's just okay. it makes no sense <laughs> okay because when you said that i was like there's that theory that going around right now that dorian is or like reese is a descendant of like yeah dorian. Or, yeah but I feel like like I was like oh this is like these are family smells like right Ember and the Autumn King and Bryce they all like share a which is weird because is Ember the Autumn King's mate Mm -hmm. and and if we had a theory that mates share one particular scent I thought they did. Wouldn't well, wouldn't that mean that Feyre was supposed to be Tamlin's mate? Yeah, and something interrupted that. Like I don't know, a Daymati. <laughs> I literally was just gonna say that. I was like, it's interesting that Feyre still smells like lilac. Can we talk yeah. about how crazy of a twist would it be? And I know it's never gonna happen. I know. I know it's never gonna happen if truly Tamlin and Feyre were mates and (laughs) was the villain like everyone's been talking about dude we have to do a Reese in his villain era episode because I have so many things to say (laughs) I love it and I I like love it because it's so outlandish it's like but like kind of makes a little sense but it's not outlandish like if you're not looking in Farrah's point of view which is why I think the books are limited first person Mm -hmm. he is a villain to everybody else well you know Amarin calls him a sneaky bastard and um, she does I forgot what book it was I love that I love that I love that so much Amarin calls him out she was like you're a sneaky bastard and you've always been one and you will always be you one. You always something. have been. I know. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, someone calls him out. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, you know what I want to see? I want to see. I don't remember if I mentioned this. I don't remember what we've said half the time. But I want to see Elaine have visions of stuff that Reese has done or is currently doing in the background. And have her be the one to figure out, like, maybe he isn't, like, this innocent brother-in-law that my sister's in love with. 
how crazy would that be? I want it so bad. I really don't like Elaine. I'm one of those people that's like, I'm I'm not her biggest fan. She's 50-50 to me. So is Cassie. And they're on the same wavelength for me. Um, But I... I really want her to come into her own. And actually, since we already know that like Nesta and Feyre and Reese and Cassian and all these people are like, she doesn't really belong in the night court. Like she's not ending up in the night court. So I want her to fight for her own court, which you can fight over whichever court it is that you think. Yeah. Whatever. Personally, I think it's the day court with Lucian, but I want her to be able to fight for her own life unlike Nesta who was literally just you know bothered and bothered and bothered and bothered and bothered and bothered until she just fucking gave in because she's like what else am I gonna do my mate works for (laughs) Reese so where the fuck else am I gonna go um but see Elaine literally has an out well, what I want to see from Elaine, which I think is going to be very interesting, is I want Elaine's POV. Because like you said, she really doesn't belong there. But Elaine's this sweet, like, optimistic I don't everyone. I think she is. I think she's a, just a secret fucking badass. I hope she's a secret badass because I want to see how she sees Reese. I want to see how she sees Feyre. I want to see how she sees Tamlin from her point of view. Like, yeah. I want to know how they're going to translate through POV. It's I know. Going to be told- I know it's gonna be amazing <laughs> because, because we got we got a hint of a hint of it when Nesta's like fuck you and Elaine just laughs and she's like <laughs> I love that <laughs> like you never said that to me before you never said that to me before like you're I actually have... treating me like an adult <laughs> yeah. I actually did like reaction to that I was like wow that was really unexpected like <laughs> that was really funny She's got thick skin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think she's just... I don't want to say that she's not actually hurting because of Grayson. I think there's probably something underlying there. Um, Because, like, how long did she actually know him? We don't even know, right? No. Like, his house was a literal, like, fortress. She's like, oh, I met him at a dance. Like, so she, did she meet him at a dance when they were, like, rich? I thought that her and Grayson met after Tamlin had reinstated them to be rich. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I forgot. Yeah. I might be wrong. At a dance. Yeah, at a dance. And so they had, like, held a ball at their new rich house. and like Yes, 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 yes. When you think about it, because Pharaoh was with Tamlin for what, was it kind of, like, a year like, how, how long were her and Tamlin together? Yeah, it was, like, a year and six months. Because um, the Under the Mountain thing was six months. And then she was okay. in the spring court for six months. And then in Akamath, she said that they had been engaged for three months. And, well, then, yeah. and then she's in the she's in the night court, air quotes, for, like, three months. And she gets married to Reese. Yeah. So technically it was like a year and maybe four or five months officially. It's not like Elaine was with Grayson for very long. It was literally even less time than Pharaoh was with Tamlin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or about 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 the same. About the same. But like 
she knew that his like father was awful and which again sjm with literally all these awful fathers except for helion who doesn't even know he has a kid but helion is an awful father because i think <laughs> wow <laughs> controversial opinion go off he's an awful father so here's my thing and like everyone and i do love helion like i love him dearly but like here's my problem with helion right it's like he he lady a loved him he knew it he knew it before she married baron he did not come back for her and then they like had a fling afterwards right and like he never he didn't like fight for her she he's like she chose to stay but then i don't see him like he could have fought more for her and he knows well, she's being abused and he doesn't do anything. He's like, she chose that. Whatever. So, That's devil's crazy. advocate. Can I play devil's advocate? <laughs> advocate. Okay. So, they met before she married Baron. So, Lady Autumn was 20 when she married Baron. Right. We don't really know how old Helion was, but he wasn't the High Lord at that point. Because... Okay. I like to think it was his twin brother, but that's my headcanon. Um, someone else was High Lord at this point. Okay. Because he didn't become High Lord until Amarantha, like, you know, killed the High Lord and the Rebellion and everything. Um, so we don't really know if he was... We don't know his age. Like, we know now that he's about 500 years old, just like Lady A. But he could have been the same age as her. They could have both been in their 20s. Okay. Um, Like, they're both Fae, but they could have both been in their 20s. Because she does say that she met him at a, is it like a, was it like a winter ball? Was it like an, or like an. I can't remember. I can't remember what, what more in, um. Uh, it was some sort of uh solstice or equinox ball. Yeah. And they fell in love. And then her parents made her marry Baron. And then they had the fling and everything like centuries later. But that was after he saved her from uh highburn mm -hmm. um which had to have been bef before amarantha decided to make herself queen which again that kind of doesn't really make sense to me but it's fine so highburn was sending soldiers into the autumn court which odd for some reason yeah weird. weird decided to attack the autumn court which again yeah i don't I, weird i don't know unless baron was working with him secretly who knows? Oh. And that's why he didn't want to work against him. I don't know. Um, but we get the whole story that um, Lady Autumn was visiting her sister's village in the Autumn Court. And Highburn attacked the village. And her sisters told her to run. And they went in opposite directions. And Highburn beasts killed her sisters. And then they literally cornered her. And Helion did come and save her. He came he did. to her, but listen, you don't think Baron has wards around his court? Helion's a spell cleaver. The only way he would physically know that Lady Autumn was in danger if, is if they're mates. And he would have, he came and he spell cleaved through the wards and he got her and he brought her back to the day court. And that's when their whole thing started, which is when they like conceived Lucian, obviously. But he says, like, in the beginning, when her parents made her uh, marry Baron, he um, he had to have asked her because he said that she chose, like, he's my husband. 
she had children. Like, she already had Eris at that point, I think. I think she had the kids, too. Yeah, she had, like, at least Eris. Um, I don't know. Again, the timeline's weird. But she's like, I, you know, he's my husband. Even if she didn't have the kids, she said, he's my husband. And she wouldn't leave him. And not only that, but he said that if she did leave Baron for him, that would cause a war between their courts. Which, again, at the time, he wasn't High Lord. He wasn't you- High Lord. Sure he wasn't High Lord. Because, like, if you're mates with someone, right? Like, don't you have that drive and desire? Like, come hell or high water, I'm going to get my mate. And he only owns, like... But- well, see, that's why I think his relative was the High Lord. Because if he did that and he caused a war between the two courts... It wouldn't just be, like, his problem. It would be the High Lord's problem. And they would... He would be dragged into it. Or she, Yeah, he. There's no she. He would be dragged into it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he didn't really have the authority to start a war. We need to look that up. We need to look up... Because I, I could have sworn he was High Lord at that point. I could have sworn. I don't, but, I don't think so. But... I mean, he could have been, but still, I mean, even if she's like, I'm not leaving my husband, like, I'm not coming back, like, you can't really force her. I mean, Reese can force Vera, but she can really force her. Um, Yeah, I think that's basically just, like, unlike how Reese is all words, and he was like, I would have let you be happy with Tamlin, there's no fucking way. He literally had an eyeball on her palm. No. Um, I think Helian, like, actually kept to that, like, if she chose Baron, she chose Baron right but like and that just makes him more tragic no it makes him it makes him awful because <laughs> it makes him awful to not start a war for her <laughs> well, like, that's my, okay but she that's had my... children at this okay. point that is true and and you want to know what i get her point of view because like you can't leave that... the kids with can't. that's can't. what i was gonna say like by law in the autumn court his children are his property his wife is his property. Like we had with Eris. If I touched more, she would have became my property. And they were just engaged. So yeah, but here's my he other would thing. have destroyed the day court to get her back. Just, just so that he wouldn't be like, um, you know, overpowered or whatever. Humiliated. Like yeah. <clears throat> my know. thing is is if Helion and Lady A are mates, right, and Baron is, like, beating her up, being like, you slept with Helion, blah, 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 wouldn't he physically feel that? And it would be, like, so upsetting to him that he has this need to, like, take care of and protect Lady A, and, like, he straight up doesn't do it, and he straight up knows, like, she gets beaten, like, bloody. It's just, you know, and then he goes off, knowing all this, this really pissed me off, and he is- Oh, no, I know what's coming. (laughs) <laughs> just say like, it <laughs> which part just say it and then he goes and he sleeps with more <laughs> sleeps with more and he's like super promiscuous and just he's like okay I'm really sad I'm gonna go fuck everybody that I can and you know that's how me and more heal and, okay like, that's to how- be fair to be fair, like father, like son. I mean, 
<laughs> but I love Lucian, so if he wants to do it, it's fine. He wants to do it, he's fine. But Hillian can't do it. No, yeah. And Lucian, when he was doing that, did not have a mate. Like he, but I feel like was... I feel like Lady Autumn like gave him a final answer, and he's just respecting that because she would like he was looking at her at the meeting. She wouldn't even look at him. She wouldn't look at him, and he was like staring at her and even the second meeting after the war he tried to look at her and she still wouldn't look at him wait really he tried to look oh i don't remember that part i think it's because i don't like helium oh I yeah like, I'm like, oh yeah he like pharaoh makes note that he like is always looking at her and like she refuses to look at him but they had like one little moment where like she snuck a peek i think and i'm like oh, but it's so i think that's why that he had that like conversation with um Feyre after the meeting and I forget what the what the qu- quote was but like he looked like haunted or something but I think he absolutely is feeling her pain and that's how he knows that Baron is leaving bruises on her right yeah because how else would he know yeah he hasn't seen her face to face in like centuries at least since they conceived Lucian Lucian's like 300 something 400 years old right mm-hmm. so yeah he's like he what does he do to her he leaves bruises where no one else but him can see them so unless lady autumn is sending him letters anonymously month to month like which they could so, be doing they could be sending each other like letters they could be communicating so that's interesting me so he really was just like staring at her the whole time mm-hmm. He was, he was, he was passing glances. Yeah. But he was very careful because Baron was there. I was going to say Baron, like, you can't that Baron wasn't like. But I think, I think that's also, but I think that's also why Eris was like this. To Helion or to Baron? To, To Lady Autumn. Remember he was like sitting with like a shoulder in front of her. So Helion couldn't see her? No, so Baron couldn't see them. Oh. Because, it was, because it was because it was because it was like Baron, Lady Autumn, and Eris. And Eris was kind of like this. Because remember how Feyre like gets all upset and he's like shielding her? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. And like remember- he and Helion gets all like kind of upset when she gets burned. I'm like, oh, babies. He he should be upset. They should all be upset. That they should all be super crap. But here's the thing, like, Feyre even says to, I think it's the same scene where she's talking to Helian when she's like, why didn't you just go get her or whatever. Um, Reese does the same thing. Like, if you look at it, Helian's respecting Lady Autumn's wishes, but, like, Reese is also like, oh, I can't change Illyria because they're just slow to change. They They said they won't. You know? It's true. I mean, it's so I think it's just how they are, which is yeah. terrible. But I feel like if you're living in Prithian and you're a high lord and you've lived through all these horrific wars, like you don't need in wars as well. Yeah. Well, but like Reese in. But Taylor I will say, I'm about that little Reese. Didn't that's have Reese is like, oh, I didn't touch you under your waist because he could have started a war. Like, yeah, right. Oh, okay. he didn't care. I mean, he, he came and took... Shit. Yeah, he came and took Farah from... Yeah. 
doesn't no he's like i had to send more because again if i stepped foot in his court he could have i'm like but then you step foot in his court in akafa i was gonna say you did it anyways and the war started you did it anyways and it was horrific and everyone suffered because of like but i will say tamlin fought for his woman I love it. I... And that's why everyone hates him. Cause they're cause they're like, he's so stupid. Like, he's so naive. She doesn't want you. But like it's so obvious. Like, we already know that him and Lucian and like literally everyone outside the night court thought Reefs was evil and like a mind tormentor and stuff like that. Like it wouldn't make any sense for Tamlin not to try to save her. But that's exa- exactly like I was he's talking. A, to my- he's a young high lord, right? So maybe yeah. I don't know. But I, I like Helian, but I do wish he could do something. I just don't yeah. see how he could if Lady Autumn like refused. Because again, her kids or heiress even. But also, so that's an interesting point because now her kids are adults, right? Like, yeah. So would they would Baron still like torture her kids if she were to leave, even though they're adults? Like, like, or is there something he, else that's like he tortures Eris already, which makes no like. Why are you torturing Eris? I don't understand that. I mean, they do call them like the foxes, so I think he does realize that Eris is at the very least more loyal to his mother than to him. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least. Even yeah. if he doesn't suspect anything else because he's stupid. Like, if Lady Autumn left, I feel like he would just... He would try to convince her to come back by doing horrible things to the sons. To the sons. But the son... Like, my argument then, right, is like, Eris and Lady A should just leave. But I guess they don't want to leave because they're hoping that they're going to get the court and inherit the Autumn court. And, like, wait Baron out, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they... Well, they can't just leave, like... See, because that's what I would be like, if it's so awful and he beats you guys, like... Okay, and I'm... And this is a really deep conversation. Let me say this. Like, I, I'm not attributing this to, like, real-life domestic violence. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. You know what I mean? How dare yeah. you say that? Because <laughs> I know... It's warning! <laughs> Trigger <Yeah>. warning! Warning! <laughs> But there must be something else anchoring them to the Autumn Court, right? Like, at this point, like, there's got to be something going on. Well, I can't remember if it's Eris or Lucian that says it, but he, they basically say that he uh, is a vicious high lord, meaning that he basically oppresses all of his people. Yeah. So it's not just the sons or just Lady Autumn. Like, he kind of rules with, like, an iron fist you know yeah yeah and i feel like none of the females probably have rights as we know from again eris and more none of the females have rights the males are awful because baron basically just lets them do whatever they want yeah and so i think that's why eris is waiting him out because he said like didn't he say something like the future of the autumn court is not like in his hands i forget what the exact quote was again but um yeah but that's why he like wants the bid for autumn 
Well, yeah. Yeah, he did say that. Um, and I find it weird that he is fighting so hard for that bid. Like, who would be the challenger? And plus, like, the magic The brothers. Kit. Because remember, Baron says, um, during the High Lords meeting, after the whole antidote thing, where Eris is like, I'll take it. And Baron's like, no, you won't. And then he's like, uh, you're not taking anything foreign, whatever. And he's like, though... I think your brothers will be very annoyed to hear <laughs> or something like that. Like if it went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be so sad. Not really. Yeah. I, but I, and I thought that was really interesting too, that Baron was got like protective and very like fatherly over Eris too. Like, like clearly to me, mm-hmm. it, it was like a little bit of a warm interaction. Like you're my son and you will not be taking it. Like he thinks he's going to be the heir. Eris. And he has no idea that Eris just like does he know? Because he had no qualms about saying like, if you die from this thing, one of your brothers will take over. Like he didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I like I read that and I was like, he's just like stone cold. He just doesn't care. I think that's probably why he had so many sons. Yeah, because um, yeah, it is Lucian. I think it is Lucian who says like. He he, uh, pit uh, uh, us against one another like dogs. Did he? Isn't it Lucian that says that? Remember that? I don't remember. I'm, I'm that. almost positive there's like a quote like that where he's like, "Oh yeah, he's a vicious high lord. Like he would pit us against one another like dogs or something." I think he actually enjoys, like, like who's see- gonna be daddy's favorite? It's weird. You know, he just wants but it- power brings about yeah it's all about power but it brings about the idea too of like i feel like with all of the high lords and the fae right mm-hmm. like a lot of them it's like they're all cruel they're all vicious like all of the high lords they in the all past, have monsters underneath they all have mon- like in all of their sons and their children have like always said like like reese's dad was awful tamlin's dad's awful baron so it just we don't know anything about winter or dawn or anything anyone else right now um well a well, technically, I would assume that Theason's father was nice, just because Theason is completely neutral. Because he said that um, when his father was High Lord, he took in the people fleeing Zion from the Loyalists. Oh, remember, yeah. and then he yes. fell in love with the female from Zion, and then they had Theason. Yes. yes. So we know that Theason had a good father, at least. Um, we don't know anything about. Um, uh, Vivian or Callias's backstory, sadly, which no. I would love, aside from like the whole childhood friend thing. But like, who was the High Lord of Winter before Amarantha killed them? Was it his father? Yeah, that's such a good question. I have a feeling too that SJM is gonna um give like the Winter Court their own book. I don't know why. I hope. I, I would. Really... I would even love just a cheesy little like Vivian Cal like friends to lovers novella yeah (laughs) just like their story from like when they were little to when they were friends to like when he got stuck under the mountain and sent her his magic to her like just little spoiler i actually wrote this horrible scene in my fic but when like she figures out that he gave her the magic for the court and is stuck there 
And then just her being like devastated and then realizing she has like this whole cord on her shoulders. Nobody's going to accept her because she's female. She's already she's already in a tough position because she's a female general. Right. Right. He made her his general. And now she has the whole court. And I can only imagine how like awful people were to her because she wasn't even she wasn't his fiance. She wasn't his lover. She was literally just his friend at the time. Oh, no. So they had to have like made it hell for her, and that is why I will always be pissed at uh, SJM for not making her the first high lady. Oh, I know, and I think that well, always. I think SJM too she was, was like the only her. one who who earned it. Oh, she totally earned it. She's a general; like she held that court together when he was under the mountain. So he says that, I, like- I did like that Vivian called out Callias though when she was like, "She's the high lady." Like, like when are I you going to make me high lady? she's really sassy and Clyde's just kind of like gave her a look like you know what I mean like give me a break and I really <laughs> if I didn't I bring her, her to this meeting she threatened to freeze my balls off <laughs> yeah it's so their dynamic's so funny because like she's such a, she's such a ball buster like literally yeah. and he like he's like a grumpy sunshine he's like but he loves it secretly you know he what I mean he loves her so oh. much and the, just the way that she explained how like he fell to his knees when he came back and he's like I love you and I was like and I oh my god I was so emotional writing that because I did write it for my fic uh-huh it was so emotional oh it's well it's like it's it's so sweet like you know he's just he humbles himself like in front of her I mean how but, but that? that's why I don't like Feyre's point of view because like even when she's talking about Callias or whatever she's like that ice cold, rigid exterior gave no emotion or whatever. And then she looks at, was it Helian? Oh, yeah, Helian. And she's like, his icy stare, you know, even colder than Callias's actual ice in his veins or something. Or she was like, for a, for a High Lord of Sunshine, he was colder than Callias. Oh, or she's just so fucking dramatic. <laughs> Like, number one drama queen, okay? Like, she brings the drama, she starts the drama, she, like, continues the drama when it's all, like, everyone's just exhausted and done with it. Like, Did you see that post that someone put on um, the book lounge page? I don't know if you're part of that page. No, but about... you... <laughs> So, it's when, um, I think it's when Amarin is having Lucian look through, like, the books and stuff, and okay. he was like, I don't know. He he was like, he was there, and Azriel that was there, and then like Azriel escorted Elaine to the garden or something like that. It was like with the scene with everyone, and then she goes out onto the porch with more. Remember? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she literally says like the the first line of that chapter is, "It was the most uncomfortable thirty minutes of my life." Someone goes, "Fair bitch, you literally died." <laughs> what are you talking about right now? <laughs> okay um but i want to do a whole like two videos on Feyre, okay because i just oh. like oh, oh two videos of her i want to go through her actions i want to talk about her character i want to talk about miss drama because that's who she is into a reese video because i have a lot to okay. say about him okay. we'll do uh, we'll do the inconsistency video. and the evil thing and a reese video <laughs> <laughs> And then a more video. Oh, the more video is going to be like unhinged. 
I love how we just started with like, let's talk about their sense. And then we literally just <laughs> trailed with whatever the fuck. I don't even know what we talked about. <laughs> we talked about, okay, to recap. For reason- and Kalias and fucking <laughs> Lucian. And yeah. The sense how they make no sense at all. No. No, but I do, I do think um, Helian and Lady Autumn are mates, and she is just staying there to protect uh, Eris at least. Yeah, and they're in and the court, know, maybe. Yeah, the people you know? of the court, maybe. Yeah, because he did. He also like Eris said that when he found out about her affair with Helian, like he beat her so badly. Yeah, that like she was in bed for like days or weeks i think and the only reason he can't do anything about lucian is that he just literally can't prove whether it was him or helian which well i don't know because is that why he continues to torment her like so that she'll tell him that's it because i mean because why would he care like lucian's already out of his court what i'm saying like i feel like i feel like lucian to him but he did bring lucian up at the high lords me he's like oh where's my wayward where's son? my errant son errant son so i think lucian it but he bothers him it, that's why he, he still the mystery just fucking bothers him because he's just the type of person who has the ego where like he will not be humiliated that's yes. why he didn't want Eris to take the thing just in case of the risks or whatever. And I wanted to see so badly the scene where Tamlin drags him by the neck to the war. I mean, like, amazing. And also, like, how hot is that on Tamlin's half? Like, Burst Tamlin- into Baron's court with your claws out and drag him by the I- neck. And Eris is like eating it up. Like, he's like, hell yeah, this is amazing. Freaking, you know what? I will always support it. It was delightful. <laughs> I love him. I love it. Tamlin's awesome. Like, he does, he has the right intentions and he, he has always the right other thing. Than, just, yeah, like, other than Lucian, he has the best moral code. Absolutely. I truly believe him and Lucian and possibly Eris, depending on, you know, I mean, he's kind of a little bit more sneaky, but they have the best moral code of yeah. every character in Akatar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But it's so funny because the fandom has yeah. it completely flipped. Completely flipped. Because they're completely- all fucking snowed by Pharaoh's rose-colored glasses. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And and also like I saw something on Reddit which I was trying to explain and someone said better. You know, I was like going over Pharaoh's actions because I know yeah. you know how I feel and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But, um I was like her her moral compass is just it's off and someone's like yeah her moral compass is not right it's not normal it's like really seriously skewed throughout the entire season it's very selfish is what it is and then even in Akawar, this is what really pissed me off is that like so tamlin saves reese right Mm -hmm. and he, he goes up to that meeting and she writes him a note and she's like, I hope you can't be happy. She couldn't even come up to his face and say, thank you for saving my mate. Say it to his face. Give me a freaking break. Like, she waited that- until after. And then she also played the victim because she's like, 
by the time the meeting was over, Tamlin had already left. So I wrote him a note. Like, oh. as if you didn't have time before, during, or when it was ending. That's what I mean. If someone came and saved my mate, I would be like, I would go up to their face despite what had happened. And I would say, thank you. Just the two words. Thank you so or we, so much. She mm-hmm. couldn't even say that. Couldn't even you say it. I wish you happiness, too. Uh, and yeah, then, and then her fucking monologue after that grinds oh. my fucking gears because she's like, and it's I did mon- mean it. I do hope that he can get over that rotting rage inside of him. Oh, you know, <laughs> I will show you rotting rage, bitch. I, <laughs> I am convinced, and that's why I'm like so passionate about this on our podcast, and I'm so passionate about it on my Instagram pages, like. I want people to see that the moral compasses on these characters that were people are supporting what? and are against are completely flipped. Yeah. Real quickly, I always say real quickly, but real quickly, <laughs> let's touch on Cormac, Lauren, Rune, and the Avalon Fay. I say Avalon. I know the graphic audio says Avalon, which I hate so much. Oh. And also yeah. Cormac's voice, Cormac's fake Scottish accent in the graphic audio. I cringed so bad. It's so bad. I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. It was so bad. I just used my, my Kindle. I'm like, I like to read on my phone. I can't listen to their. So I was on my phone on the Kindle reading it. And I was like, oh, I should read it along with the graphic audio. That would like make it so much better. And then Cormac came in and I was like, what is this voice? No, I want to like him. I'm not listening to this voice. Wait, I want to ask you something. Hello, cousin. I was like, fuck no. It's so crazy. No. Like, there's a woman. It it was like, yeah, it was like a woman trying to do like a Scottish man voice. It's so bad. Anyway. Okay. I also have a question. Is it true that Tamlin, because I haven't listened to any of the graphic audios, has a British voice? Like, he's English? Is that right Mm-mm. no he's not okay no and none of them do no no one has an accent right no. okay right. he has oh tamlin has such a good voice but i think my favorite voice is lucian every time i'm just i keep hearing that lucian's voice is like money like it's so you... good it's so good, <laughs> so good. actually azrael's voice is really on par too which a lot of people are like no they should switch cassian and azrael but no i love azrael's voice it's like smooth calm like did you hear the one with um the silver flames clip i heard the little clip why aren't you training nesta i was like oh i was he is perfection and then i heard cassian and I was like this is not what I was <laughs> see that's how I I actually like that's how I thought Cassian would sound really 100% 100% don't <gasps> fucking talk about Reese that way I'm like off jock <laughs> I'm really surprised I was like this these are so on point the only one the only or the only two that should be flipped Hundred percent are Emery and Gwen. Because okay, Emery's voice, Emery's voice is really high pitched, and yeah. Gwen's is really low. I'm like oh, they yeah. they should okay. be flipped. Like I know oh. Gwen is supposed to be mezzo soprano and like have like kind of like a raspy ish voice, but 
she just sounds so much older than she is. Like, she's only 28 in the series. Like, actually 28. Yeah. She sounds like she's a 40-year-old woman, and I can't. I'm like, you ruined my girl. Why? I just always imagined Gwen being, like, very light and girly and, like, soft-spoken. Kind of like soft-spoken. Exactly. And that's that's what they gave to Emery. And I always figured Emery, like, more tougher, stronger. And I'm like, nah, you got to flip. Flip, 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 flip. Awesome. You know what? And I have to go listen because Silver Flames was like my favorite book. So I have now I have to go listen to the graphic I, audio. I stopped the graphic audios because I got to the beginning of Akawar and it was just making me mad. I was Which like, part? I can't listen to this anymore because she's like, oh, I have to sabotage the Western border so Highburn can come in and burn them to ashes and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't deal with you. Oh. <laughs> How was Feyre's voice in the graphic audio? It's very on point. Very, very whiny and entitled. I love it. It's perfect. Oh my gosh. Um, I ha- Now I have to go listen to it. Nesta's perfect. Elaine's perfect. Really? Everyone hates Reese's for some reason, but I feel like Reese sounds like the perfect prick. Really? So I Is think it's like perfect. Smooth and like, you know, I don't know. It's like smooth, but it's very dickish. Is it really? (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. What are you using to listen to it? Um, Audible. Audible. The graphic audios. So, um, Silver, uh, no. Um, Crescent City 2 doesn't have graphic audio. Neither did Crescent City 1 yet, which. I'm surprised by that. Annoying. I know. So we had to do the generic white lady one. But <laughs> that's why I was like, I cannot do her fake Scottish Cormac voice at all. I'm going to throw Wait, up. <laughs> how was how was Rune's voice? Uh, It's just the white lady doing all of them. Oh, no. Because it's, no, no. gra- it's not the graphic audio. It's just a basic one with the one person. Oh, I like, I want to hear Rune Hunt because I love them all. No. Uh, that's what I wanted. That's why I bought it. And then I realized it wasn't the graphic audio. And I, oh, and I was like, fuck. No. No. No fake Scottish Cormac. Ugh. Cormac's not like that. Like, Cormac's like a smooth, like, I, like, I think of Cormac as real. Like, that's, yeah. I just think of. Like, oh, I know. Like, that's exactly how I was thinking. Like, a mix of, like, Asriel and Cassian. Yeah. And, like, just the 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 very Scottish accent. That's literally how he sounded. I was stunned. <laughs> like, stunned. Hello, cousin. I was like, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely no, absolutely no. Stop, stop. Absolutely no. And then, and then, how did she do Bryce's voice? I'm just curious. Oh, hers is just like kind of normal. Is it normal? <laughs> normal yeah and then hunts is like this oh and like yeah it's 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 weird runes is a little deep Ooh, but yeah but... listen i hope they get the graphic like, audio why is why is avalyn scottish no they're not scottish they're very very, very scottish <laughs> wait a second um real quick isn't there Okay, so, like, I haven't really looked at the map thing, right? Like, people talk about the maps a lot, a lot, a lot. I haven't looked at the Crescent City map. I, I, actually, actually, that's a lie. 
someone pointed out the other day the map and how it's only the city it's only crescent city oh really which oh, i think is suspicious in, in and of itself sneaky sneaky, sneaky like sneaky. i think that's very sneaky it's only like Fyro and the meat market and like the bone quarter and like all those places that we already know but oh. like avalon isn't on the map the human lands aren't on the map like hmm. i feel like you get all the books and then you like line them up and it's just like all on the same it's all on the same. all of europe it's just all of europe <laughs> well, that's why i ask you about Avalon, right? Like, so Avalon's Scottish, and then someone was like, then does the Night Court correlate to Scotland on the Something map? like that, yeah. But, so I think I've talked to the group about this, and we we all figured out what each of the courts in Akatar should be, yeah, even though it doesn't cor- correlate. So we said that, um, that um, the Spring Court was English. Okay. The Autumn Court was Scottish. Which just heiress with the Scottish accent makes me laugh. Autumn Court was Scottish and also Lucian. Um, Winter Court was Norse, definitely. It's like Jamie Fraser, Fraser, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Winter Court was Norse. Um, Day Court was Persian slash Middle Eastern. Dawn Court was um like East Asian, and then the Night Court was um albanian yeah okay okay oh and oh and the summer court is caribbean absolutely oh i could so see that absolutely like and then technically highburn was the bad irish rar that always gets (laughs) funny to me like i'm like oh i thought they were bad i don't know we're bitches we're bitches and drunks okay (laughs) get used to it oh my gosh i love it but um small thought Hmm. what if highburn took over whatever was on highburn island before because reese mentions that he like killed everyone there and took over because they were guarding a portal interesting and maybe that's how they winnowed all their people, like those huge masses of armies. Oh, right. interesting theory. I like it. There's there's something super sus with the King of Highburn to me because I know we kind of talked about it earlier. Like, like he's dead, like, but I feel like he's not like over. <laughs> it just ended I, so weird. It just seemed like almost too easy. Like it wasn't easy because I know that they were like really struggling, and it wasn't until like Baron and Tamlin came that they kind of like got a little bit more. And Amrin, yeah, and Amarin. and then had to come in and sacrifice yourself. But um, it was a little weird. It was a little weird to me, right? Well, I said like he only the single reason he died was because it was truth teller. Because as we know. Gwydion and Truth Teller, the sword and the blade, their Truth Teller is a cauldron blessed made weapon, which they didn't know by Asriel's reaction at the uh-huh. end of Sky and Breath, where he's like, oh, and just drops it on the car. I'm so excited to finish that book. Like I I'm excited. I had to I cheated. <laughs> I cheated. I'm only well, on I- chapter my on eight eight. 
16? 18, I think. Oh, you're on chapter 18? I have to check and see where I am. <laughs> I'm at the point, like, I'm at the part where they, like, were with the humans and their suits or whatever. So I don't remember. Okay. Which I'm a little past that. So I'm at the point where Cormac is being a super dick, which I got annoyed because I want to like him. I know that he's not actually a dick. So I actually pointed out on on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. I put like a part, I think, where he was being like a super dick. And I was like, so he's the heiress of Crescent City because he's not actually a dick. He's pretending to be a dick because he was like, uh, Bryce was like, I think he actually loved Sophie. Like, I can tell that he, like, actually loved her. Or he's just a very good actor. So I, I got... He... What yeah, would you say? I think he loves her. Loved oh. her. He um, totally did. At this point in the story where I am, they just found out that Sophie might not be dead. Spoiler alert. Wait, what? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> spoiling everything over here um Therian Therian right yeah Therian um has an order from the river queen to retain her body for her powers or something she won't tell him why and him being her employer he has to do it so he goes in like this submarine I can't talk today submarine and they, like, go all the way down to, like, where her body would be or whatever. And, like, the lead blocks are there. But the locks are unlocked. <gasps> and there's no body. So he's, like, she she was a veneer because she made the drop illegally. So she had done the drop. She was a thunderbird. He's, like, technically, I guess she could have survived long enough to undo the locks and like get herself free so right now they're like trying to track her down like where is she or where's the brother is she actually dead or whatever um did you get to the, did you get to the danica part where i go i'm danica i read it in your text message i haven't gotten to that part in the book though uh, yeah so therian is going through sophie's emails and um, she has, like, all these emails with, like, Banshee Lover 13 or 23 or something like that. And he traces it back to Danica Fendier. Of course he does. Of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sarah J. I just want to say something. Sarah J. Mass and her fucking riddles. <laughs> I'm getting so annoyed. I thought it was going to be as easy as the Amarantha one, and I'm getting really annoyed trying to figure out this riddle. It's a good one. I, I did read the riddle. I read oh. the riddle. Oh, where the weary souls rest. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're like, oh, the bone quarter. And I was like, that's too easy. It ain't the bone quarter. I, got- <laughs> I thought. I was like, oh, go over there. Actually, what if it's Prithian? It's hell. Do you know that someone else online said that? I saw that really? on a Reddit you're the second well, I think I told you I think I told you last time I don't know if it was in the part that we filmed but remember how I said what if Prithian is actually limbo yeah that theory messed me up for like a solid day so I'm not gonna lie to you like I I was like what if everyone in Prithian is just dead and then the people who die are just being sorted either into heaven or hell that city is the entrance to hell it really fucked me up I was like, 
my gosh, like, like they're all just waiting to figure out the afterlife, like where their souls are going. It's exactly. really, you know, it's really, um, really kind of scary. And they're just, they're just like reliving the paths to how they died or whatever. <gasps> or the PTSD <sighs> of how they died, like Farah under the mountain died, right? The girls with the cauldron died. Reese in war died. Well, when you when you think about it, and I know that we had this very long conversation, everyone that's on Prithian had their ordeal or something similar to it, like a really devastating event. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was like limbo and it's there's you know, and they're trying to yeah. figure everything. But, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it could be. It could be. I don't. I don't think it is because it would just be too complex if you were to look at it like that. But um, I mean, it's possible. That could be where the souls get rest. I mean, that's kind of like a weird. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I find it weird that they didn't um, tell us what Rune and Cormac's scents are. I find it weird, too. I find it very interesting. We have everyone else but Rune and Cormac. Do we know? We know Hunts. We know... (laughs) Bryce. We know Bryce's, we know the Autumn Kings, we know Embers, like Embers, we know Embers. We know, we know, out of everyone, we know Embers and we don't know Runes. We don't give me freaking break, people. That's because we all know the answer to why. Because the Autumn King isn't his dad. <laughs> and we know who his mom is related to, I'm telling you. Why? It's gonna be Why? it's gonna be it's gonna be um citrus and lilac. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because Hunt is because Hunt is rain and cedar, which is also kind of like Tamlin, which is weird. It it is like Tamlin. So it's like the whole scent thing, it still doesn't quite like makes make sense to me, right? Like it's really confusing. Because they're all like they, they're they all from someone else, but what's yeah. the connection? Unless SJM is just, like, thinking them up on the fly. <laughs> I was going to say. Unless there's no connection, it's completely random, and we're thinking way too into it, and that's possible. But just the way that uh, Moore and Reese and Lauren all have citrus, that can't be a coincidence. It has to be, like, I swear, it has to be, like, familial lines or or power lines, like Starborn Power, because... Feyre and like Bryce and Tamlin all have lilac like to yeah me, that's really right yeah well Azriel's was what mist and I'd have to go look I don't remember something yeah yeah his was Which is weird. His was, um usual it's gotta be yeah it's either like they're either family lines or like power I don't know. It's so weird. So bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. But see, Cormac's shadows are exactly like Asriel's. Like, I, he's a shadow singer. I need I need to go read more. He's I'm going to be reading. shadow singer. Like, when he comes into Rune's apartment, it's just a door of shadow. And they're like, what the fuck is going on like the people at the party and he just steps through all regal and everything <laughs> it's like what? yes and then they're like 
you know, hovering by his shoulders and all that stuff, like Asriel. Whereas Reese, uh, Runes is like Reese's shadows. He can wield them whenever he wants, but he really doesn't often. And yeah. it's not like they, like, hang out around him all the time. See, it's even more evidence. Like, like okay, there has to be, to me, it's a Rune-Reese family, you know, family. Because yeah. their powers are similar. But yeah. I find it interesting that Cormac and Azrael's powers are yeah. very similar. I think they're two, like, they're cousins. Like, the two they lines have- are cousins. Like, somewhere along the line, someone mated with someone, had a bunch of kids, blah, 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 cousins. <laughs> yeah. All right. I believe we left off talking about Lauren and how she is equated to Rune and Reese. Um, we mentioned that, I believe we left off where... Um, we were talking about her and Rune when Rune visited her at her spring-themed villa and how uh, it was weird that she had no personal photos or possessions of his. Yeah. Do you have any, like, guesses as to why that would be true? I have, like, one really out there kind of guess, but... <laughs> I So I've been thinking about that a lot, and I want to hear what, you, what your guess is, too. Mine's a little bit out there as well. Um... So I have two things that immediately come to mind. My first is that, like, the Illyrian women, right, like, raised in a war camp, that um, they don't put up, like, it's not a very, like, warm and friendly Mine's kind of along that line, sort of. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't think they probably take pictures or have anything, like, really, like, his artwork or yeah. anything on their walls, right, because they're raised in a war camp. Because, like, Illyrians are bred to be expendable or whatever, right? Yeah, so they don't place, like, emphasis on anything like that. Yeah. That was my first thought. Is that kind of what you were thinking, too? In a way. So if, like, we think she is Reese's little sister, right, Um, we basically know that the father wouldn't care for having a daughter. I mean, he didn't even like when his wife flew around, so (laughs) there's that. Um, But we know that Reese was always the heir. He was trained as the heir. His father, like, put him in the war camps and did all this stuff. So I'm thinking that, like, she didn't have, like, the special attention that the heir had, right? Yeah, right. And, and sort of, like, in their household, since we know their father was a douchebag, like, only the heir could be, like, presented with, like, an award or, like, you know, some like, a good job here and there, Right. Because he wouldn't, right. again, he wouldn't like having a daughter, so he wouldn't wouldn't really care. And the mother was Illyrian, as you said. So she probably wasn't, you know. Posting up all, all her these, stuff. Taking all these yeah. little things, right? Right. But if the daughter was also a painter like Feyre, that makes me think that her paintings were never put up because doesn't rune specifically say like drawings from when he was a kid and stuff too Um, but i think going by like how she was raised i think she knew that rune wasn't the heir because of bryce like she met bryce right yeah because bryce is the heir she like doesn't put anything up for rune because she's like you're not actually the special one like right (laughs) like which sounds harsh but that's how she was raised and I think just 
this whole ordeal of being where she is right now as we know she's like super subdued now which I don't think she would have been with Tamlin I think she's just been kind of broken down after all these like centuries and she's just like well also we never know when we're gonna be going back to our world so I'm not gonna put all this stuff up (laughs) yeah no I think you bring up a good point like she to her I think she thinks this is still temporary even though she's been there for like hundreds of years yeah you know how long she's been there I think she's like I want to be ready to get up and leave and go back to Tamlin at any point so I'm not going to put all my stuff mm-hmm. all over that you know well also um not for nothing but in regards to pictures like we know that Prithian doesn't have technology like that <laughs> yeah so she you know well but she's been in uh, Midgard for a while so she would have learned <laughs> kind of been in solitary like she doesn't like venture out she doesn't do things for herself we know that she still has no idea about technology because she wouldn't even like try with her air conditioner <laughs> she wouldn't call anyone to come and fix it that's actually a very good point so she's still kind of behind the times in old-fashioned yeah, yeah. I think that's she has a- no idea like what any of that stuff is like it's like giving your great-grandmother an iphone like they're not going to have any idea what to do with it and more times than not they're not going to want to no no (laughs) they're definitely not i really that i actually think that makes a lot of sense as to why she didn't put anything up um and then something else i was thinking about which i'm not quite as positive about it as I would be is maybe she didn't put pictures of herself up or around the house because she doesn't want the Asteri or some or someone to recognize her or to see who she is because they might they might know yeah I don't but see I think it's funny that Rune says that because as far as we know he doesn't put anything personal up either (laughs) no I mean he basically (laughs) rat house and the most personal thing he has is like his pool table and there's beer everywhere and the star sword (laughs) or he carries around with him I mean there's maybe a couple more personal touches than what his mom has I didn't I thought it said that he had like one picture of wasn't it like wasn't it like Bryce when she was little like at the ballet or something or was it something or was it oh it was it was something she drew right like didn't she draw herself like putting pigtails in his hair or something I think with him or something it was something along those lines yeah I think I thought that was cute but yeah because he's probably like I never had anything put up for me and she couldn't because my father is a douche and all this stuff you know father yeah father father (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah I think I just think it's both her half Illyrian side and their High Lord Father's side because he was awful and he probably didn't care about her either. And just by her thinking, like, it's useless, (laughs) right? Yeah, like, it is Like, I can see you in person. Why am I going to put up stuff of yours? Like, just come visit me. (laughs) Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Also, if was but if she was a painter too maybe it hurts her like emotionally to put something up maybe she can't bring herself to paint or to to make something warm because it reminds her of spring court and tamlin i don't know or home just being with reed possible possible 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I start to wonder, like, is Rune a good artist? Because there's a reason he's pressed that she never put up his artwork. <laughs> I love, I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, did he take after her? <laughs> he is, like, I have to say I love Rune. He's one of my favorite characters because, like, he puts off this really, like, badass persona. He's got tattoos He's a total mushball. I love it. He's a total mushball. He loves his sister so much. He's just—he's such a good guy. I know. I know. I don't know. I just him off. I'm gonna. He. I have to say, like, he is not what I thought he was gonna be from like the stuff on Instagram. (laughs) Really. Because all the stuff I saw on Instagram was like, oh, he just smokes all the time and he has sex all the time and, you know, he's a rebel and he has all these tattoos and, you know, like the classic, like, bad boy shit. So I was like, oh, okay, Bryce isn't that close to him then because he's probably a dick. And then, like, I read it and I was like, oh, he's cute. (laughs) He's he's sweet, you know, like, he pissed about his artwork not being on the wall. I mean, come on. (laughs) I didn't even know. That people did that until I went to my friend's house. <laughs> uh, first of all, which friend? Because Lord Hawthorne was not putting up fucking artwork. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, that that's basically what I think about that. Yeah, it's just, it's really, it's different. It's different. It's a little bit weird. You don't see that in other, like, because even when you think about Reese and you think about Tamlin back home in Prithian, they have galleries. They have artwork everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a it's a weird little fact about her. Yeah. And it's just weird because when, spoiler, obviously, but when Bryce yeah. goes to Prithian and she, like, looks around the river house and everything, she's like... This could be like my father's study or Jessica's gallery, library. And I just found that funny because it's like if Anar has all this stuff, he doesn't care about like anyone but his experiments. He's not putting up anything personal either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think he's, I think they're all like, I'm ready at any minute to dip out. Yeah. I don't he know. confuses me. Not only because of his whole experiment thing and obsession with the starborn thing and the world's thing which again kind of mirrors Meryl from Akhtar who I think was originally from Midgard and did whatever Bryce did at some point but that's another thing but because like one minute he literally couldn't give two shits about Bryce and then the next minute he's like all worried about her and I'm like pick a side yeah he it's kind of like you get like whiplash from him right total whiplash I get so confused I know I I actually love his character he's one of my favorites because I think that he he's truly morally gray he's truly morally gray but also like I kind of feel like he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes that like yeah out you know what I mean like maybe I'm crazy but like I think he's actually good like, I think he's good. I think there's a reason maybe he pushed Bryce away because like he came an, to the game. Like an heiress, kind of? Like, maybe, yeah, kind of like a baron heiress type the, of thing. The only thing that I really can't get over 
from him is that he literally like scarred Rune as a kid. Yeah, he yeah, he abused him. Yeah. Cause like other than that, like he would have been truly like morally gray. Like you could say, like, oh, he doesn't care just because his words are awful. But then like his actions were different. But it depends on the scene. Like he didn't show up for Bryce during June's ballet. And they were like all the fae there or whatever, right? And but then like in CC one, he's like, You're more like me than you think. And he, yeah, he just seemed, like, concerned about her for some reason. Um, And I mean, I guess you could explain it by saying, like, he's only concerned about her power. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but him, I'm going to say something random, but when he was watching Bryce do the drop, right? Yeah. Yeah. He... I don't know. It seemed to me that he was actually genuinely worried. I that's how I felt. That's how I felt that because he was like, "She's not going to come back. She's not going to come back. It's impossible. You can't be anchored to a dead person. Like she's gone. She's dead." Like I found, like he was kind of freaking out. He was very upset. I I think he loves Bryce. Um, I mean, but well, then he you loved look back, Ember. He did. He, he and he. he still, I think he loved Ember. He still loved I, Ember. He's obsessed with Ember. And he he said to Bryce on multiple occasions through Crescent City 1, Crescent City 2, he apologized to Ember and yeah. he made a mistake. Yeah. I made a mistake. I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Like he knows he messed up. Yeah. He yeah. regrets those regret and remorse for what he did to hit to Ember. And I know everyone is gonna say, Oh, like Tamlin, it doesn't matter if you say sorry. You hurt them. Oh, but I told but see, here's the thing. With Tamlin, we know that him blowing up was an accident. He didn't plan it or anything. With the Autumn King, we don't really have any context. Except Embers, which again reminds me of Feyre. Because she's like, he just like, there's a gash in my cheek. Like, she has a scar or something, right? On her cheek. But like, was it like an explosion of magic like Tamlin? Because that's the vibe it was giving me. Yep. Me too. It was the same. It was the same vibe. And maybe she was, I mean, like I said, we don't know the context. Maybe yeah. she was a little, um, in, not impulsive, but you know, when yeah, she yeah. ran. They were both like 18, 19 with these Super older Faye too. Super young. Yeah. See, if Ember was also human, like Pharaoh was in the first Akatar book, like they don't know how the Faye really operate. They have no idea about like the strength of their magic what it can do and I will stand my ground on this I say this all the freaking time and people have argued with me but there is a difference between purposely abusing someone and the fey magic literally just exploding there's an absolute difference because one one is intent two is you know, is it purposeful? Are you whatever? And then three, in terms of control, because everyone's like, well, they're 500 something years old, they should learn to control it. Lucian says all through Akatar, all through Akatar, they are a different breed. The High Lords 
the kings, I would assume, like in Crescent City, they are a literal different breed of fae. Yeah. Well, and absolutely, I think too. He's like, they are power. So that's not, it's not fandom, though. It's a huge problem in the fandom because it's not control. Like, I'm trying to figure out like the best way to explain this yeah (laughs) because I know that you get me but some people won't understand but like I feel like their magic is very very tied to their emotions yes so Tamlin blowing up like that he has no control over like unless he's like not allowed to feel any of his emotions at all which isn't fair oh at all It equates to Reese because everyone will point out fucking Tamlin exploding, right? And accidentally hurting Feyre. But when Reese gets mad, he plunges whole rooms into darkness. He makes them freezing cold. He gets like icy glares. Like he looks evil when he's mad. It's a, is it Kyre Care's arm? He like broke all of the bones because he looked at Feyre wrong right like I don't think they have that control because basically they are just a humanoid form of magic yeah it's not that they control the powers really it's more of the powers manifesting within them and then coming out during their own emotions again if that makes sense well, I can't imagine. I mean, like, how hard would that be to wrangle that in? You you don't. They don't have the power if they're magic. You see that during the High Lords meeting. None of them, none of them can control their powers there when they're no. mad or upset or excited or whatever. None of them. They're all, and you know what? When you look at each High Lord, they're all volatile. They all have to be um, cruel and calculating. Like the monster underneath. Like Lucy says, they're a different breed. Yes, and they are. They are because they're the high lord, you guys. That's like the whole point. Like someone has a bay, right? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people bring up when I've brought this up, like, well, Eris can control his fire while Asriel can control his shadows. Like, they're not high lords. Like, Eris might be the heir, right? Or, well, that's that's a little... Potentially, we don't... Potentially, yeah. yeah. But that's completely different he's not a high lord yet Asriel the reason Reese and Feyre got so pissed at him during the meeting out of everyone is because he does have control and he chose to strangle Eris (laughs) right it's not like he had no control because out of everyone I think Asriel has the most control and like they know that um and just a little tidbit, but it really pissed me off when Pharaoh was like, come, Asriel. Come, Asriel. Come sit next to me. I was like, is he a fucking dog? I thought the same thing. She, like, patted the chair beside her. Come, Asriel. I was kind of degrading Asriel. Like, Asriel doesn't have to answer like a dog to you. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, people are always like, well, you know, Enar is Tamlin because they both like blew up and they both abused them and blah 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 blah. blah. But I'm like, I we don't know the context with Ember, and honestly, I think it was more of a Tamlin situation where he was angry 
about something and it blew up accidentally hit her you know and as he said like i apologized i loved her like that's why he like went after her he's true down like tamlin even though it was a little different with tamlin because he literally thought that reese was like a tormentor and stuff so that's a little different but like they both apologized that neither of them really meant it i don't think no um and both ember and pharaoh were young naive they didn't know how the world of the fae worked how their magic worked you know i i do love (laughs) i do love 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 the part in the high lords meeting when pharaoh explodes so much why why because it proved to her that you can't control when your magic explodes see i would have liked that scene had she then reflected on what she did and was like oh shit i lost control of my power kind of like what tamlin did so that must be what tamlin feels like and then like connected the dots but she never did that she never that's because reese was there I don't know. See, I I blame Farah. I think Farah's kind of a hot-headed, impulsive. Oh, she is. She definitely well, is. Yeah. Like yeah. you burned Lady Autumn, and I don't think she ever even apologized. By the way, never apologized. Like out of everyone in that room that you burn, you pick Lady A. Are you kidding me? Well, it was aimed toward Baron. Um, Baron, but it hit Eris and Lady Autumn. Which also a little tidbit because my brain can't stop thinking of things. But oh, <laughs> um, Eris didn't even flinch. Neither did Lady Autumn, and that little sentence really hit me. It's really sad. Like it's really sad. So used to what being burned and lashed that it doesn't. One little blast of fire doesn't even affect them. Yeah, it's they're so- their skin. Oh, yeah. I know. To have that, it's just so sad because they must be living in, like, pure hell. Yeah. I just, you know. Uh, I don't know. I fucking, I love Eris at that meeting so much. But, again, we'll get into a meeting in another video <laughs> in depth because <laughs> I can't go on a tangent right now. Um, but, yeah, I think um, we just, we don't have the context with Ember and Anar. Um and I do kind of understand because she was pregnant and she was probably thinking, you know, I don't want him to hurt my kid or because she was young. Yeah. And it, like her protected, her mama bear came out maybe and she got really protective. And um, I did find it funny that we find out <laughs> Bryce was like three and she blasted his soldiers <laughs> with starborn power. And that's Boy, why they I- never came back. I know. Uh, she's so cute I like I actually I really like Bryce's character I don't know I mean because mm-hmm. I think that she's so relatable more so than yes. Feyre and Aelin I mean Feyre was really cool to me in book one I loved her she, for- she was a girl boss like I don't feel that way later in the books but she was initially Aelin was kind of cool um but Bryce she's she modern really liked- I think that's the thing She's so modern, and she was, like, you know, this crazy party girl, but, like, really, she's really quite smart. She's pretty brilliant. She was like, why do you think I played the party girl to lie low and all this stuff? And I was like, oh, you smarty. 
And I love when she nail salon with Hunt and he's like, he's like, Bryce, get the fuck back to your apartment. You know, we have work to do. And she comes out and she's like, I found out this, this, and this from talking to this girl, getting my nails done. She's brilliant. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, She's well, so- she happens to be the girlfriend of What's-His-Face yeah. and blah, 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 And I realized that she works on these days. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> and do all of that. Go, Let's go find info there. I mean, she's so smart. Yeah. Bryce is amazing. So I, again, I had no idea what I was getting into, really. I mean, I did, but I didn't, like, specifically with the characters of Crescent City. Um. I did think that Bryce was going to annoy me just because the whole party girl thing. And I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. I do love that she was like actually smart underneath that. Um, and Sarah J. Mass has a habit of having almost all of her characters wear a mask. <laughs> I think it's kind of sad that not one of them can be their actual selves because of the worlds they're living in. I s- like no one's no one's really genuine until you get to know them, which is mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. It, it- yeah. Which is why I love that scene in Akasif so much with Cassian and Eris because even to me, like Cassian's kind of like the himbo, like he's kind of basic. <laughs> but like, I, mean, I was like, he is drinking the smart water today because just I just fucking love that scene when he's like, you know, Eris, I think you might just be a good male trapped in a bad situation. And I was like, that is really insightful for once, Cassian. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Out of everyone. Yes. Out of everyone, yeah. I, I loved that. Um, I'm not going to go too far into Nessian right now because, again, that's another video. But yeah. I do think that's kind of a nod to maybe a future um, blessing, like, to be with Nesta, maybe. I hate that theory. You know I hate that theory. It's And it's not that I hate it. But it, like, I makes love- sense because, like, the whole book, like Cassian hated Eris, hated Eris, hated Eris, hated Eris. Not as much as Azrael, I don't think, but they were still yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, Cassian was somehow super insightful during all of these interactions. And then he was like, I don't actually think you're a bad male. You know, you could be a good guy. And I was like, that's out of left field. <laughs> That's what I love about Cassian, though, is he's so, he has these moments where his character is so amazing. Like, and he he was the same way in Aquar when he was telling Nesta he would find her. He can be so emotionally intelligent. And he's really, they're all it's brilliant. so rare, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's so rare. Like, he's just, he's just a gym bro 99% of the time. And I don't like that because she has shown that he can be a better character. Oh, he's absolutely there's like it's just here and there and I can't stand that I do wish that she had shown that more in Silver Flames because um you know I'm in love with Cassian and everything and initially I was like Silver Flames is perfection you can't tell me wrong but then I listened to your theory and some of Cassian's actions and it Mm -hmm. changed my mind slightly rereads are like tough because you're like this is actually very fucked up 
Yeah. Um, it's like almost as bad as Reese under the mountain. And again, we shouldn't get into Nessian right now. That's a whole other video. Right. Well, but, that's a whole other but yeah, we, we, we will do a video about that at some point yeah. after this whole theory series. Um, yeah. But going back to Lauren and all of that stuff, I know we kind of branched off into Anar and Bryce and whatever. But I do think these are all mirrors of one each of each other, because again we have Anar and um, Ember and Bryce, and then we have Reese and we have his evil father and we have Lauren, and it's just they're like all mirrors of each other. Yeah, it's it's very mirror like, and it's very like fey male, right? We keep seeing these themes of these mm-hmm. super dominant fey men, these women that are killed yeah. or whatever. Something Tam- horrible happens. Tamlin's father with Tamlin's mother, Baron with Lady Autumn. Yeah. Um, oh, even the children too. So yeah. T- Tamlin's father with his mother and him and his brothers, Baron with Lady Autumn and Eris and Lucian. Awful. And then we have, we don't know um, the Autumn King's family, but I don't know. But I'm assuming he was raised that tough, too, because he's this tough on Rune and Bryce. Um, I think those moments of warmth and kindness compared to the others. I mean, like, they're, you know, and that's a whole other, we're going to do a Crescent City video and series, but. Yeah, but see... The thing that I think is cute is SJM kind of obviously alludes to the fact that Reese was kind of close with his sister. I mean, the way he talked about her, at least, and the way that he, like, tries to avenge her or whatever. Um, He doesn't really, like, he didn't really mention any specific memories or anything with her, which I thought was weird, because he does with his mother. Yeah. But he does say she was a couple centuries younger than him, and he was dealing with the Illyrians and all that. So maybe he honestly just didn't get a chance to kind of get to know his sister to that level, Um, which is why I think they're doing the whole Rune and Bryce thing. So that Lauren's son... mm -hmm, So that Lauren's son could have a good relationship with her brother even though if they're technically cousins, they're still kind of family. I don't think he would stop seeing her as a sister, even if they're not brother-sister. They're still oh, brother-sister. No. Like, yeah. yeah. at this point, like, e- even if they're cousins, they're still brother and sister. It doesn't matter Absol- biological. Right. Absolutely. If they're cousins or if they're half-siblings or yeah. whatever they end up actually being. Um, I mean, their sibling love is, like, very pure. Yeah. And also... As I told you, I, like, skipped to the end of Crescent City, but I was looking up something specific on my phone on the Kindle app, and I was like, I'm just going to jump to the last chapter, because I technically know how it ends, and boy, just that scene with Rune and Price, I was like, this is so emotional. It breaks your- I'm the queen! Oh! I think everyone is just like bawling tears. I wish Love. I could ball. I wish I could oh. ball. I'm like so not emotional like that. Like I can feel it on the inside, but <laughs> I'm like I'm like fucking Reese. <laughs> like I'm just stone cold. 
I hope, and I think, I think in Crescent City 3, we're going to find out a lot. Like we've talked about, about Reese and that Lauren, because why, why introduce Lauren in the bonus chapter if she's not going to play a part or play a role, right? I think this, it just comes back to our connected crossover theory. Yeah. Happened that day. So Um, going, so going back to um, Akatar hints, because remember how we found two more. Yes, we did. In these last couple days that we wanted to bring up, um, yeah. not to go backward, but we there have been some other things that came up that are pertinent to our theory that we would like to add. Um, and one of them has to do with Lauren having been in the spring court, as we have mentioned a million times, and being Tamlin's lover and having, you know, snuck over there at some point or another um and i wonder if he um i don't know i wonder if they had like like secret sleepovers or something and i i mean we know tamlin is good at glamours we know that like reese as a high lord because people have fought me on this too he can't recognize Tamlin's glamours and I think we might have gone over this before I'm not sure but about it yeah yeah he I think uh like I think Tamlin's magic is still so familial to him that it's kind of like going like nose blind right yeah and that's why in the dining room scene he didn't know that Feyre was glamoured until he saw her police setting and then he actually went sniffing around and yeah. then he was pissed yeah. um but like Tamlin could have glamoured her at any point. He was canonically stronger than his father, mm-hmm. which I think it's because of the starborn power. Um, so he could have easily, you know, snowed his father and brothers up to a point. Totally. Totally. Or they could have had secret, yeah, secret meetings, like we you know, of course. So um I forget her name. There was a girl on Facebook that mentioned that Tamlin had night court clothes. I, when you told me this, I freaked out because I In love the manner. And I, I had to go back and comb through the books on my Kindle. And she was right. And this is right. something that I never caught. And I highlighted all of it. I never caught it. On my reread, did not catch. I was like, you were brilliant. I This is something I didn't catch. Um, and I, I, I hate that I forget her name. I thought that I screenshotted it, but um, I don't think I did. Um, but I was like, I have to go back and like look at books now. So I highlighted all of the points where Feyre could have been wearing Lauren's old clothes that she left either in yeah. Tamlin's room or whatever. And I know people are going to say, this is so far-fetched. And, you know, colors are just colors and blah, 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 blah. But, like, it's not, though. Well, because Tamlin, because they wear, like, pastels. Other than Lucian wearing silver, which I think was probably from the autumn court. Like, green is a spring court color. Pink is a spring court color. Yellow, gold, like, all of this stuff. Like, they never wear dark colors. No, no. Not dark and rich, not dark rich colors. No. no. If they're purple, they wear lilac, right? We lilac, see that. lavender, yeah. Lilac. 
That's a huge theme. <laughs> the lilac all- thing. We'll get into the lilac thing. <laughs> the lilac theory. Everywhere. Look it up. It's everywhere. Uh, but anyway, I pulled up the quotes. Okay, let's hear it. Because I come with receipts. <laughs> <laughs> For all of y'all. <laughs> all right, so... This is the first one in Akatar when Feyre gets to the Spring Manor and Alice is trying to get her to wear a dress and she wants to wear pants. <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, Will you wear the dress now? Alice demanded. I knew I should get up, should agree, but I slumped farther into my seat. Alice stared me down for a moment before leaving again. She returned with trousers and a tunic that fit me well, both of them rich with color. A bit fancy, but I didn't complain when I donned the white shirt, nor when I buttoned the dark blue tunic and ran my ran my hands over the scratchy golden thread embroidered on the lapels. Was that like an insignia of some point Absolutely. at some point? And like maybe her hair covered it. Yep. I think um, I think it was. I just thought of this, but is that the room that Tamlin has closed off? is that like a tomb? not a tomb but is that like his memory room lauren's room or her memory room yeah because and the only thing he couldn't move was the mural on the gallery wall because it was literally on the wall yeah but that was closed off when she first got to the court too he closes off the rooms that mm-hmm. have pain memories associated to them mm-hmm. yeah 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 actually it wasn't a room it was like a wing right it was a wing of the house it was like an entire yeah so I think it was like the room that reminds him of Lauren or the room that like Amarantha could have assaulted him in or something like that you know the obviously his parents room that they were like slaughtered in because right gross (laughs) you know um Yeah, no. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was cool. But there's more than just this one. Oh, no, oh. no. There is more than just this one. <laughs> What's the second one? When I said receipts plural, I meant it. <laughs> this I is later on in Akatar. Um, uh, she's basically asking um, Alice, like, what is this place? Where is this place? whatever um and she says i dug into my breakfast savoring each rich sip of tea and she slipped into the bathing chamber i think that was alice or the other um the other maid when i was done eating and bathing i refused alice's offer address again and dressed myself in another exquisite tunic this one of a purple so deep it could have been black where have we heard that before? I wished I knew the name for the color, but cataloged it anyway. Purple, so deep. Okay, Spring Court doesn't have so deep. deep. It's a black. Doesn't Reese have a jacket like that? Well, that, but also remember when she, I think it was in Silver Flames or it was in Aquafast when they go into that one woman's shop right and she is making her husband had just died. The void. She, the void right so the maybe color. maybe reminds me of that scene yeah. that color yeah just not in the spring court right so it's a yeah that's a 
and yeah. and don't we don't we get a scene of is it Farah or Nesta or Reese? I can't I can't remember, but it's like a shop, um, like the thread or something shop. I forget the actual yeah. name of it. Where yeah. like they go in and there's literally all these rich colors and threads of all Every- different like bold colors. Yeah. It's that woman. She was high fae. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then they had a, there was a palace of thread and jewels that Reese went to. That's what it, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he went and he got a gift for Feyre yeah. um, from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him reading about that. So anyways, interesting outfits that they picked out for her from the spring court. There's one more scene. <gasps> Let's hear it. Um, it's more of a tiny little tidbit on Tamlin's side. Okay. Because I thought it was a little odd. It kind of reminded me of someone with PTSD kind of going through a flash. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, the context is that he is getting ready for Cal and May. Okay. Um, and obviously he's told Vera, don't leave your room. Lucian has told Vera, don't leave your room. <laughs> He's like getting ready and she's asking him about the drums and all of that. And then we get to the end of the scene. And um, yeah, he's like, go to your chamber. And she's like, why? And that all happens. And then um, it says, um, his canines began to lengthen. My heart leaped into a gallop. Don't come out until morning. Stronger, faster, the drums beat, and the muscles in Tamlin's neck quivered as if standing still were somehow painful to him. So he's being intoxicated by magic, right? And we don't know how that can affect his, like, mental health, right? Memory? Mental health? Are you going into battle? I whispered, and he let out a breathy laugh. Then he lifted a hand as if to touch my arm, but he lowered it before his fingers could graze the fabric of my tunic. Just stay in your chamber, Pharaoh. But I, please. Before I could ask him to re- reconsider bringing me along, he took off running. Um, muscles in his back, blah, 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 blah. And then Brian Swift as a stag, which that's another thing we have to go over the whole stag thing stag. between all the series because it's blatant at this point. And then uh, within seconds, he was gone. But if you're going to be like, and then you don't touch something. Is that like that's that like is she wearing one of Lauren's tunics? Yeah, well, it was like it's like muscle memory, right? Like that like that tunic used to just like rub his hand or on Lauren's arm or something like that, and then he stopped himself because he's like, oh, you know, this isn't this isn't Lauren. Yeah, that tunics memories, the magic's bringing up memories, bringing up the past. Totally, I, I actually. <laughs> I, I'm not going to delve too far into deep detail with this again, but um, we've talked about my fanfic, but I have two, there's two prequels for my fanfic. So the second one is actually Tamlin and uh, Lauren's story, but she's named Nova in my fic. And, really good. Um, and the first time they are intimate, let's say, is on Cal and May, even though his father is the High Lord. Um, he's very intoxicated with magic and she's very rebellious and <laughs> that's kind of a thing. Um, and now I'm going to 
write that with her in this tunic because <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm so excited because I think that if our Lauren Tamlin theory makes sense, and, and I can't wait to see write that with her and her tunic and, mm-hmm. and maybe have maybe you could add like how she left her clothes at Tamlin's Manor or something like forgot them there or like have brought a, a second change of clothes and stuff. Yeah, and but, then she just like died and he just like keeps them yeah. like died. I say died. People think she's dead. Um which goes into the next thing, but um kind of like the children's books. Haha. <laughs> which <laughs> I think which I think they were also hiding until the father died, but she wasn't there anymore yeah yeah um which is very sad yes (laughs) which is very sad um but I going into that that I just said I need to pull it up real quick um everyone thinks she's dead right I I know we had a debate on online over the (laughs) people were pissed I'm like, why are you? (laughs) There's no need to get mad. We're just pointing out a quote and offering a different perspective on it. So to all of you listening or watching or whatever you're doing, I found during my 10th reread, I found a quote in Akawar that has to do with Elaine. Um, And I wanted to read it to you. And then I'm going to clarify some things or at least kind of go back and forth with the arguments that I got online. So I'm going to read this to you real quick. This is after um, they come back with the Book of Breathings, and they were kind of arguing with Amarin, and because Reese was afraid of Amarin in that moment, or Thera, Thera and Reese were afraid of Amarin in that moment, they put up wards around the room, just for context. Um... Elaine comes down the stairs and Farrah says, do you need anything? No, I was sleeping, but I heard dot, dot, dot. She shook her head. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear you because remember, she can hear their heartbeats, not just solutions. She can also hear Nesta and Farrah's, as she mentions before. Um, she blinked at our formal attire. The dark crown atop my head and resands. I didn't hear you. Um, Asriel stepped forward, but you heard something else. Elaine seemed about to nod, but only backed away. I think I was dreaming. I think I'm always dreaming these days. Let me get you some hot milk, Farah. What is that going to do? Putting a hand on her elbow to guide her into the sitting room. Elaine shook me off, heading back to the stairs. As she climbed the first steps, she said, I can hear her crying. I gripped the bottom post of the banister. Who? Everyone thinks she's dead. Elaine kept walking up the stairs, but she's not, only different, changed as I was. Who I pushed, but Elaine continued up the stairs. So, I think this is Lauren. I know everyone's been arguing with us, right? Saying that it's Marissa, or it's Demetra, or it's one of the queens. And that's not true because this is before they formally met Fassa. Mm-hmm. And you could say, you know, she's having a vision of her before she met her, which, okay. True. But not one single soul ever believed Vasa to be dead. 
ever in the books. Nobody ever believed her to be dead. There is a line that says that, um, I think maybe Lucian says it, where he says like her subjects in the mortal realm or whatever thought she was sick just because probably they didn't see her during the day because she's cursed. Right, right. But there was never any type of, oh, Vass is dead. Yeah. Ever. Right, right. At all. Right. <laughs> And not only that, but every time Elaine does actually have a uh, vision of Vasa, she always, always says the bird of fire or the firebird. And that's not in this. And what's particular about this is that it wasn't just a vision. It was a dream. Yeah. Which is <laughs> kind of different than a vision, right? And yeah. if, if Lauren is in fact... Uh, a demadi or a seer like we said yes she could be elaine said connection like me she's like different like me as i was i think she says as i was yes yeah only different changed as i was i think that also means that um she um like not that elaine was ever like sprightly and aloof I mean she kind of was in Akatar. like even though they were poor she was still like optimistic and kind of right and she bought favor of the paints and all of that right so I think that this also means that like they were both like traumatized subdued broken know, brought to a into a different world that they don't know how to navigate yeah. um, to learn to um Elaine yeah, Elaine got these powers that she doesn't know how to control. Lauren isn't allowed to show her Illyrian wings. So I, I think... That's a whole other conversation that yeah, they I could cut off like, when Tamlin had the wings in sight, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we went over the whole, like, glamour thing with the wings or whatever, but um, I do think, like, if Reese is half then she would she would have the same thing like she'd be able to put them away and stuff like Reese because right. they have the same yeah. parents right um but yeah everyone's like this is about Vasa this is about Vasa this is about Vasa and their argument for that is that on the next page she then has her visions which includes Brielin's right. withering hands Koshi's black box and the feather of fire but there's a very clear difference between the two right because this initial conversation takes place and again she said i was dreaming right and as we know she's only as far as we know ever had visions in her waking state yeah which once she's awake now she goes up the stairs and then she's thrust into those visions yes so it's two different conversations because she is cut off yes after she talked, like, she refuses to answer, like, they're who, who, who. And Farah and Nesta kind of grill her. And then she's, like, thrown into her visions. So it's yep. two different conversations here. Two different conversations. And and it just, you have to take it so literally because that's how SJM writes. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, thinks she's dead. It can't be Vasa. Everyone, everyone thinks she's everyone. dead. Who, who does everybody think because not Vasa, it would be Lauren. Lauren makes the most sense. Everyone knows she's dead, right? No one's no, seen her for dead. yeah. She's changed as I was. We see that in the bonus chapter, like her personality. She's very subdued, like you talk about. So, um, I um, personally, I think that they're amazing. Yeah. And I have like 
I have like one more quick mirror that I just thought about, but yeah. when Rune is sending Bryce through the gate and yeah. he says, you know, if, if Apollyon's cost is too high, don't come back for us. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe Lauren planned on actually coming back and she didn't. And Tamlin actually at this point, maybe thinks she's dead too. Yeah. And that's why yeah. everyone thinks she's dead. Hamlin thinks she's dead absolutely because why else like why else would he not have told Reese what had happened because the outcome is the same regardless right like Lauren's not there he can't explain it he can't explain that she went to a different to Midgard so yeah. she's as good as as good as dead yeah. to him Tamlin truly thinks that yeah I think he's I, had hope for a long time and I think that's the that accounts for his wording in the apology to Reese because initially like she was alive he saved her but she didn't come back like as planned maybe right, right. or they couldn't find a he couldn't find a way to get her back and maybe he thought that she was dead because he sent her through the thing but he probably he had no idea like where she was going to end up right no. neither of them I don't think either of them knew I think it was just like in the moment she there's yeah. trouble to get out I don't care where I go I just need to survive get out, until like get out with our baby yeah hopefully yeah. you end up somewhere where they're kind yeah yeah you know but I don't know I'm just anyway, I'm so, so <laughs> more evidence yeah so I know we initially planned for the first six episodes of this podcast to be the theory but we had so many things added on and we still have multiple pages so it might end up actually being more like eight to ten episodes. Yep, yep. it's going to be a little more, bit longer. Who knows. We, thought. we thought. We thought we could stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen ever when we sit and we talk and go over our different yeah. different ideas, throw things back and forth. But yeah. either way, we're so glad that you guys are listening with us and yes. so happy to have you on our podcast. As of my last check, we have 45 followers. I think that's pretty awesome. I love it. Thank you guys for following and listening to us. Thanks so much, you guys. Um, I guess we will see you all next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we hope you guys have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> We're filming this before you listen to this, but yeah. <laughs> have a great have a great week. I hope Whatever. fall weather. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes or your apple macchiatos, which I prefer. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.